welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Richard Curry, and in 2013, I started a Facebook group dedicated to teaching people how to travel the world using points and miles. Today, over 50,000 members of Award Travel 101 share, teach, and learn how to travel the world on any budget. This podcast is not only a recap of award travel news and strategy, but also a glimpse into my life of running a Facebook group full-time and the lives of our members. Before we start this week's episode, here's a word from our sponsor. Running a Facebook group of over 60,000 people means I get asked a lot of questions. One of the most common is, Richard, where are you always finding these cheap flights and these mistake fares? I feel like I'm always missing out. Never miss a deal again by using Thrifty Traveler Premium. This is over 80 international flight deals a month delivered right to your inbox. Sign up today. Try it for free at thriftytraveler.com slash AT101. Get deals like instant mistake fare notification for $238 round trip flights to Croatia. Filter the notifications you get based on your departure city and your surrounding cities. You can use points to book these fares like Amex Membership Rewards, Chase Ultimate Rewards, and you're going to get miles when you fly these amazing deals. They even send me SkyMiles flash sales so I never miss an opportunity to get free or cheap flights. Never miss a deal again. Thrifty Traveler Premium. Sign up today. Try it for free. ThriftyTraveler.com slash AT101. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My favorite time of the week where I get to try and get you extremely excited about made-up currencies that this week have me a little bit anxious and we're going to get into that joining me this week is my handy dandy sidekick sometimes i'm his sidekick we're just going to sidekick each other mr ed pizzarello how's it going ed I, you know i've I've definitely had better mornings i won't take us too far down a rabbit hole but uh the hotel room i'm i'm sitting in at the moment on the road i am using the tray stand that you put your suitcase on uh as the desk for my laptop you're in vegas I'm in Vegas at the Nobu Hotel at Caesars Palace, and as part of the Feng Shui here, they don't believe in desks. And even though I am not a big guy, I cannot get my knees underneath the coffee table to uh, to use the coffee table as a desk. So we're improvising um, because I love you that much. You used a lot of really descriptive words before we started recording to describe the Feng Shui of your hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I did, most of, most of which would change our rating on the, uh, on the iTunes store, so we're going to leave those out. Hey, I am in New Orleans this morning for the first time since 2006. The last time I was in New Orleans was the year after Katrina, and we were uh, ripping out stuff and houses and doing crazy things. So it's great to be back in the Big Easy um, at the Hyatt Regency overlooking the Superdome right now. And I have I have a lot of desks in this room. There's <laughs> there's a lot of desks here for me to put it on. <laughs> I'm here for card form. Have you heard of card form? I have, but I have never been because I'm not as cool as you. No, I, let me tell you, this is like a business-to-business credit card conference, and they have everything here from the folks who physically make the plastic and metal credit cards all the way up to all the banks. And the sessions, which I thought, reading the descriptions, like, hey, this might be a little bit over my head. Holy smokes, man. <laughs> There's a, the, the business side of the credit card issuers is extremely complicated, which I think we all know, but the topics here are just... It's extremely educational. There's a loyalty track today where they're talking about loyalty programs from the issuer side rather than the consumer side, which is what I'm excited about learning today. So I hope to pick up a few tips, tricks, and knowledge from the bank side on how loyalty programs are run. I like it. I should have given you my stack of metal credit cards that uh, that I can't push through my shredder, so you could have given them back to the folks down there. 
yeah, I saw the laser machine yesterday that en- engraves these new metal cards, as well as the people who their job is to set up loyalty programs. So like a small credit union says, hey, we want to have a loyalty program. These third party companies that all they do is make and create loyalty programs um, are are here to do that today. So I don't know, really interesting uh, people uh, as somebody's knocking on my door here at uh, 8 a.m., which is really impressive. <laughs> I've never had that before. Um, that is impressive. Say hi for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so tell me what's got uh, – to, to use to use some verbiage from a previous episode, tell me what's got your panties in a lot this morning. <laughs> you know how I many – yeah, thanks, Emily. You know how I many people have brought that up to me <laughs> if you didn't look into uh, last week's episode with uh, my wife, Emily. Yeah, so let me tell you uh, – we're talking today about when loyalty programs uh, – act poorly or behave badly, sometimes to a point where I'm a little bit concerned that something a little bit scammy is going on. So let me tell you the story of True Now, T-R-U-N-O-W. Have you heard of True Now before I talked about this episode? I think I heard about it from you. I am nowhere near as much of a gas gremlin as you, but that's mostly because I stay on the road too darn much uh, elsewhere and don't uh, don't consume a ton of gas at home. I do it for my wife, but you are Mr. Mr. Gas Guru. <laughs> yeah, I'm a gas man. Thanks. <laughs> so true now. The way it operates is they partner with specific gas stations. And after you fill up, you scan a picture of your receipt into the true now app. And you'll get what used to be 2% cash back, which was in addition to credit card rewards, right? And in addition to any gas station specific merchant loyalty program. So pretty easy way to triple stack on gas savings. Yeah. So I've been using that for... I think since last September is when I first heard about it. And again, nobody's really talking about this app, which I really like. I like bringing new products uh, to the audience that uh, other folks aren't talking about. And another caveat is even if they don't specifically partner with the gas station, you can still can't scan in a receipt and you'll get like 0.5 or 1% back. But you obviously want to go to the stations that are true now partners and get 2% back. The other part of when a station is a true now partner, that means you can redeem your cash back at that gas station and you can get as far as i'm told anything you want uh, the way it works is you click on your rewards balance in the true now app you pick the gas station you want to redeem at and it gives you a, a code that they just scan at the register that's really like hey here's eight bucks uh, i have uh eight bucks in gatorades and you get free gatorade so i thought this is a pretty cool thing to do here they also have uh, it used to be every time somebody signed up with your code, you get another two bucks. And, you know, having some large audiences, it's great to put your code out there. And between that and scanning gas receipts and also like scanning my parents' gas receipts, scanning like any, I told everybody, like, hey, just save your gas receipts. I'm going to scan these in and get 2% back. And it worked. And I got, you know, a sizable rewards balance over the last uh, six months scanning receipts and putting code out there. And I thought, hey, it's time to finally redeem these points. So I went to the partner stations, which are in South Atlanta, not really close to my house, but 30 minutes away, conveniently to and from the airport. And every time starting back September, October, I tried to redeem the points. The clerks at the gas stations, who are official TrueNow partners, according to the TrueNow app, said, hey, hey man, the system's down. And I went, what do you mean the system's down? Apparently, there's a, a printer that TrueNow gives the gas stations that also prints out these QR codes for their records, and then they get reimbursed from new redeemed points. Mm-hmm. Every time... Uh, at the two stations that are on Interstate 85, just south of the Atlanta airport on the way home for me, they said the system's down. And this went on for like a month last fall. And I went, well, that's really, like, how are you supposed to redeem points if every time now for a month I've gone by? And is that the only real redemption option? 
you can take half of your rewards and get PayPal. But I don't want to take a hundred bucks and only get fifty. I want a hundred bucks of either free gas or potentially like hey, a case of Coors Light that you can get out of the uh, cooler there. Because I don't know any other way to get free beer, right? Besides True Now app. Um, and I didn't want to cut the rewards in half, which would mean your 1% cash back turned into 0.5% cash back. At which point is it really worth your time to do this anyways? Right. Plus it's just the, this is what we do, right? It's my job, literally my job to go out and figure out these loyalty programs to present it to the audience. So I sent them an email and they got a little contact us. There's no phone number listed. There's no identifying information about who runs this thing. You can't figure it out. If you Google it, there's nothing out there. Send them a yeah, customer service email is the only way to do it and said, hey, this is what's going on. And they wrote back and said, hey, yeah, system's down in Atlanta. Give us uh, another week. So I waited a week, went and tried again, still down. Send them another email. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got this new whatever coming on. Give us uh, two weeks. And this went on from September all the way until, you know, present day. And I'm up to like 150 bucks in what should be cash to use at any partner gas station. And every time I try and redeem these rewards... The, the clerk either has no idea what I'm talking about, even though their station is identified as an official true now partner, or they tell me the system is down and to come back. And I, the clerks got to know me because every time I'm going to or from the airport, I stop in and say, Hey, is this up? Yeah. This is my job. This is why I really care about this. And I got their phone numbers and we like, I started texting these different gas station managers, you know, from time to time saying, Hey, what's up with true now? Finally got to the point where, Hey, can you put me in touch with your rep who, comes to who introduce you to this and they all got a little bit hesitant after they found out I was a quote unquote journalist or something like that. <laughs> They're like, no, hey, 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 shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And, uh, they're like, no, we're not going to give you their contact info, but we're going to reach out to them and tell them, Hey, this guy's trying to figure your program out. So, I mean, what does that tell you? Right. It's somebody, your app is not popular in our space, but I could be a, a potentially large advocate for you would you not want somebody like me to spread the word about your app and get in touch with me as soon as you can to resolve this so that uh, I don't know. So what's your, so the fact they wouldn't talk to me, they still wouldn't talk to me to this day. The actual company has not talked to me. Um, but before I tell you about what happened last week or actually just a couple of days ago, what, what's your impressions on what's going on here? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd have given up long before you, but that's probably why you're a, a better miles and point nerd than I am. I, uh, you know, there've been, been too many companies that go sideways on things like this. It, uh, I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to like the ending of the story. And for folks that are listening and he hasn't told me the ending of the story, but I, I don't imagine it ends with him having a bunch of Gatorade or, uh, you know, Coors Light that you could read a newspaper through. Well, I'm here to cheer you up because I had success two days ago. Um, two stations popped up. Uh, the way it works is there's a map feature that shows your current location and they have every gas station as a little circle. And then if the gas station circle is, is blue, then that means they're official true now partner and two gas stations in my hometown, South of Atlanta last weekend popped up as being official true now partners. Cause that's not the same thing as you. This thing is going to go sideways. I'm going to try and log in one day and my 150 bucks is going to be gone. I should have taken the $75 PayPal credit if that would have even happened. But the fact that they're still expanding, I was like, what? <laughs> like, if he's okay, now they're here in my hometown. Well, I'm sure his head going to go um, talk to him. So I talked to the station, a Chevron station in my hometown, a manager by the name of BK. I walked in. He said, I, I told him really quickly, hey, I want to use my true now points. He was like, oh, we just got this yesterday. You're going to be the first person to try this out. <laughs> I said, oh, your system is up. He was like, yeah, why wouldn't it be? I said, all right, man, let me give you the, the quick spiel on this. 
he didn't know how to do it. So he called the company in front of me, the company customer service rep picked up and they had a conversation, which is the first time I've seen anybody actually contact these folks live in person. And the gas station manager was like, well, this dude has 150 bucks. Am I going to get my money back? Talking to the customer service rep. And I was like, oh man, here it goes. Like this guy doesn't even have it set up. So just a lot of questions here where I'm like, you got this brand new system. You obviously have no training whatsoever. They don't even have your bank account to reimburse you the 150 bucks I'm trying to redeem. How in the world is this thing still going? Long story short, I ended up getting free Gatorade, not 150 bucks worth. I just did $4. They had like buy two Gatorades for four bucks and I got absolutely free Gatorade and now I have like $146. So the station manager um, told me that he would talk to the company and say, hey, this guy is really trying to advocate for you, figure out what's going on. If they're willing to talk to me, he's going to text me. He got the True Now company president's phone number from the, the sales rep. And uh, it looks like it's still going. And I told him, hey, I'm going out of town, but I want to come back on Friday. I want to get a case of beer and I want to fill up with gas with this 146 bucks. And he was like, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I'll let you know if I hear anything back from the company, but I'll see you on Friday. So success, right? So that's, <laughs> you know, not not small thing, but it's just, it got me leading to the other things that you and I have talked about when it's, first of all, I have no idea what's going on with True Now, but for right now, you can still scan in receipts and get percentage back tell your friends to sign up and you can pretty quickly if you tell like your aunt uncle brother sister sign up you get 10 bucks and then go get 10 bucks and free whatever from a gas station that's kind of cool but when other programs behave poorly like this and it's such an opaque like you don't know who these people are where they are is this a chinese conglomerate that's coming in uh, like who knows right and, and what should folks do in these kinds of situations besides obviously maybe not waste as much time as I have just because it's my full time gig. <laughs> what other situations have you seen where, where loyalty programs like this? I mean, I guess just who knows what true now's problem is, but what should folks do or what's there, what are some of the examples you run into? Well, I also think too, just rewinding a bit, I'm going to be interested to see you brought something up at the station manager said, and I'm going to be interested to see if they actually get paid. Um, you know, the, they're a new uh, gas station. As you said, the program's still expanding. I'm guessing they probably will, but I'm also curious if they get paid uh, a month from now or two months from now, you know, whatever, because um, it, something still just doesn't smell right to me about about this. Um, I don't know how they're making money. I mean, yeah. so the station manager told me that he pays True Now 59 bucks a month. That's not enough to like... I mean, we're talking like maybe there's 15 stations in the Atlanta area right now that are official True Now partners. So you're talking a matter of a few hundred bucks a month they're making the Atlanta area. Right. Now, the other thing that you have are specific merchandise offers, which might be where they're getting some of their cash. Where it's like, you know, buy a coffee and get 50 cents back. I don't know. Yeah, I got to think that there's something here that they got, you know, my guess is that they got some money from their startup and they got some money from, you know, someone and they're trying to build out the growth side of things, but they don't have, uh, they, they don't have all the, they don't have all the rewards sitting in an escrow account waiting for folks like you to redeem. I would be willing to bet a significant amount of money that that's not the case. And so it's just a matter of when does the, it's probably not a Ponzi scheme, but when does the pyramid topple over? Yeah. Uh, I'm really interested to sit back down with BK, who's in the War Travel 101. And I'm sure we'll be listening to this. So, BK, I appreciate your uh, willingness to spend some time with me and shed some light on this. And I really hope the company agrees to come back and talk to me. Yeah. And to your second question of, you know, other companies doing this, I, you know, I think, and, and I hate to use somebody who we've talked about frequently, but I think when you talk about the, 
the difference between the small guys and the big guys. Um, you know, the, in the past week, we've seen and heard some examples of Marriott, um, you know, really, really causing problems with their uh, their customers, their loyalty customers. And, you know, there's two and one of them is more public uh, than the other. You and I saw our, our friend Summer from Mommy Points, who was on your podcast a few weeks ago, and she spent over an hour on the phone with Marriott uh, without a result. Um, I think she finally did get something from them, but they essentially told her for over an hour that she was lying, that she didn't have proof of what she um, what she was telling them, and that you know that these points had disappeared from her account. That's always the best way to make customers hear a liar. Oh, okay, I'll do more business with you. <laughs> yeah, well, and the tough part about it is, is, I mean, if you think about it, like we, you and I both know, summer's pretty persistent. But how many regular folks are going to spend an hour on the phone with a program trying to chase down the points? They're going to get annoyed at some point along the process and this is where i know you've heard this because i've heard it uh, you know a, a countless number of times you know gosh i tried to redeem those points and you know they wouldn't do it or i couldn't find dates or whatever and i'm just done with this you know the, all this mile and point stuff is a scam and, and i always feel disappointed when that happens because you know the 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 these companies that, that promise things to folks um just they kill the spirit of just like the normal everyday person um who can't navigate the twists and turns and you know after that thing happened with summer i had a, a handful of tweets from people who um it did not have kind things to say about about marriott and they don't have the platform that summer did to get somebody to respond to their request they're just you know uh, uh uh, the, the most recent tweet I got was, I have an email proving my booking was refundable, but Marriott is claiming otherwise to steal my money. Hashtag Bonvoid. And that's that's what customers think. And they're they're not wrong. Yeah, I don't. I also don't like an example of a great customer service from Delta this week. I, I made a really dumb boo-boo in books a ticket one week in the wrong date. So like I needed it for this <laughs> Thursday and I booked it for next We've week. all done that. We've all done that. I haven't done it. I mean, I'm so particular too about, cause I'm so nervous about showing up to the airport and being screwed out of the money. Anyways, Delta waived the change fee. They didn't make me pay anything else. The platinum medallion rep was like, Oh yeah, I'll just give you an even exchange and you're on the flight for this week. Save me like 500 bucks. I was like, Oh wow, that's amazing. So put the story up in a war travel one-on-one and people start to, well, that's because you're Richard Kerr. And I'm like, right. first of all, that means nothing to nobody. Second of all, I assure you the platinum medallion rep has no idea who I am. <laughs> you know, like that's so when people, it, but it makes me feel bad in summer's case, she has like, there's going to be somebody's eyes on that who are going to go out and sort it. But for, uh, Jane and John on the street who are working hard and traveling all the time or putting all the spend on the cards who can't get help with this stuff is demoralizing. And that's the question when these programs behave poorly, you know, what do people do? My first advice is don't give up. Don't let them defeat you. It sounds like you're going into some big struggle, but we could potentially be talking about thousands and thousands of dollars or, um, mental well-being of your family who thinks they have a trip lined up and something goes wrong or your own mental well-being, be persistent. Don't, like, today when phone reps talk to you, there is a 50-50 chance that what that phone rep says is wrong. I don't ever believe what a phone rep says until it's the outcome I want. That is my first <laughs> advice. Because, I mean, hang up, call again is the most important acronym. H-U-C-A, uh, hookah, as much as you can in this hobby. And that's what gets things done so that's the first result is 
you don't give them the satisfaction. You know, like that's the whole thing with true now to me. It was like, no, no, like I've been out here advertising this to my audience. Uh, and you've been telling me and stringing me along. I, you're not going to like, no, I, I'm not going to give you, I'm not giving up. I'm going to put an inordinate amount of time into this 150 bucks. Uh, and I'm going to figure this out and, and I'm not going to let them, you know, not let another company defeat the working man in America today. Well, and I do think that for folks who are trying to figure things out, um, I do think social media is a, a, a viable strategy. Um, you know, it's still, uh, Still a much less used channel. And so I think when when legitimate, well-framed, respectful complaints come into certain companies' uh, uh, Twitter feeds, if you will, uh, you know, they're more likely to be able to respond. And the ratio of calls to helpful folks is is um, is is much more in the favor of, of us as consumers. And, you know, you and I both had this example last week, one of your moderators from the Award Travel 101 community, uh, Deb Tobias. And uh, she, you know, she tweeted to not only me, but a number of folks about how she had booked a car rental through Priceline with a sixth car rental, which is a smaller uh, car rental company from Europe that's you know, growing fairly nicely in the U.S. And not long before her vacation, Priceline told her, yeah, there was some sort of an error, so you don't have a reservation, even though she had a confirmation of a reservation. And neither Priceline or Sixth would step up to help her. And a couple of us jumped in and <clears throat> started uh, trying to, to convince Priceline and Sixth to, to fix the, the, the problem that they had caused. And uh, Auto Slash, uh, you know, a company who helps folks save money on car rentals stepped in and, you know, g- keeping in mind, like they didn't book the rental. Um, you know, this was something that she had booked through Priceline. They said, Hey, you know, this, this is one of our customers. She'd come to us initially to help find a price and we're going to make it right for her. And we're going to, we're going to pay for her car rental. Um, you know, I would have really preferred that Priceline or sixth steps stepped up to fix that because it was their responsibility. But she went out on the internet and she, she, uh, she framed up her problem on Twitter and somebody jumped in and helped her. A big props to Jonathan over there and his team at auto slash. don't know who runs the Twitter account, but whoever stepped in and made that decision and that, that kind of goodwill and good customer service just carries such, um, weight with me and with the community these days, tremendous public, group, uh, positive response from them doing the right thing there and helping out Deb. I think because it's so rare to see a company these days step in and say, yeah, we were wrong. Um, or in this case, we didn't do anything wrong, but we're going to take care of our customers. Auto Slash is going to get a lot more business, at least from my community and from myself going forward, because I know that they're going to make sure things go right. Um, so social media, definitely. I, I got to take a step back to one of your points or one of your quick lines that you just said. Well-framed complaints. Oh, uh, this is, this is on us. This is on you, the listeners. There is a right way and a wrong way to complain. A all caps five page dissertation is not the way to go about making a complaint and getting a resolution. I get these all the time. We have travel grumps one-on-one. I made an entire different Facebook group. There's over 7,000 people now that submit daily. Actually every hour we get new travel grumps and the way that people are framing what's happened to them, how to get resolution 80% of the time is wrong because it's like an eight paragraph, no line breaks. You think all caps is going to change somebody's mind. There's that's the wrong way to do it. Brief, succinct, factual with no emotion and any supporting documentation that you didn't write, but that is from the airline or hotel or whatever itself is the right way to go about making a complaint. The second you start insulting, the second you start 
acting child is it's real people behind these Twitter screens and on the phone that want to help you. And you have to get them on your side as quickly as you can. Social engineer it. Just oh, people are so bad at complaining. I'm complaining yeah. about how bad people are at complaining. That's where we are right now. <laughs> Toward Travel 101. Because I see it multiple times every day, uh, moderating the Facebook group and the PMs and emails I get. It's just like, if you hit me up with a wall, a brick of text with no line breaks and half of it's in all caps, I- I'm not going to read it. I just, I, I can't. I just can't do that anymore. So that's not helping yourself. Um, it, like three sentences that are spaced apart with facts and no emotion is, is in my opinion, way to go about. What do you think, Ed? Yeah, and I think, um, I, I, I think we're in agreement. I would, I would say it ever so slightly differently on the emotion side. I do think one of the things that's important to mention when you're talking to a program about why something um, is broken is is to frame up the initial reason why you booked with them and what your point of disappointment is, and, but but in a professional way, as in, you know, I've been saving up my Marriott Bonvoy points for my 25th wedding anniversary trip with my wife to, you know, Cabo San Lucas, and now because they canceled the reservation, I'm not sure we're going to be able to have that special moment. So now you've given them an idea like this isn't, you know, business travelers, Sheboygan, Iowa. It's, you know, hey, here's why this is important to me. Can you help me? And I think that that goes a long way with folks at these programs if they understand what it is they're trying to help fix. Because at the end of the day, as you said, the vast majority of people that are pinging them with emails, texts, calls are beating them up. And so I, I think if you take a step back and remember, as you said, that it's a human, it's like, hey, you're a human. Can you help me solve this problem? Um, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to do. This was the the big high I got booking this special trip or, you know, this airline ticket or whatever it is. You know, you're much more likely to get someone to want to help you complete that dream, if you will, as opposed to just saying, you guys suck. You took my points. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I'm telling you, Delta, I think the, the medallion reps that I've spoke with are the best at acting and empathizing. Empathy. I've read a lot about the word empathy over the last couple months, and it's something that I've felt at. But once you understand the power of empathizing with somebody, your customer or the company doing business or your coworkers, it's so much easier to get stuff done. When I called the, the Delta rep a few days ago, checking my flights for this week, I said, I just booked this flight. I've never done this before. Yeah, I've never like, oh, man, what a dumb mistake. That rep was like, oh, I can, we get it all the time, you know, Mr. Kerr. It's, don't worry about that. Let me see what I can do for you. Mr. Kerr. <laughs> you know, even though, I flew, even though I flew Spirit yesterday because Delta is so much more expensive, if there's a really hard deadline trip coming up and Delta is a little bit more expensive, knowing that there's a platinum medallion rep on the other side waiting to get my back when things go wrong, okay, now I'm going to seriously consider paying more money, you know, to fly Delta instead of a competitor because of that empathy and that service that that you got. Um, yeah, that's the way it was for me for years uh, as an American Airlines elite before things changed pre-merger. <laughs> I used to... Th- before we turned into a flying dumpster fire. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. Well, and the reason why was I would be somewhere, you know, pick a, pick a place in the world and, you know, hey, I'm in Denver, Colorado. One of my kids is sick. And I would call up the executive platinum line. I would say, hey, you know, I've got a kid at home that's sick. Um, you know, is there any way you can help me get home early? And I wasn't asking them to waive fees or, or anything like that. I was just, that was how the conversation would start. And I would say easily 75% of the time, if not more. Now I'm a business traveler, so I'm, I'm giving them a, a bunch of business, but they don't have to waive those fees. But I'd say 75% of the time or more, it was, hey, let, let's find a way to work this out. And they would get me something that was a reasonable way to 
to get home to the family. And that meant an awful lot to me. I, you know, I was willing to, to take, uh, take longer flight itineraries. I was willing to have other shortcomings because they were willing to work with me and help me. And, and I, I patronized that brand for a long period of time because of that. So I totally get what you say when, you know, Delta bails you out when you did something stupid, uh, you know, for booking the wrong ticket, that that means that you're more likely to, to book them next time. Yep. So that's loyalty programs behaving properly. <laughs> uh, we'll wrap up here with a couple more examples of what's been uh, I've been seeing lately with loyalty programs uh, besides True Now behaving poorly and <coughs> Marriott. <coughs> yeah, my, I, I got to go back to you know where I am right now uh, in in the Hyatt Regency, which this property has been fantastic so far. I've been here less than twenty four hours, but they're sold out, and somehow I have a really big room here, uh, and everything looks great, but. The Andaz in Hollywood was essentially caught by folks in our community as instituting an unwritten minimum three-night stay if you want to redeem points. And they've manipulated the terms and conditions to do this essentially by separating out room categories, which are arbitrary at best. And when this was forwarded to Hyatt Corporate, they said they're operating within our guidelines, which is a scary, scary thing for me when I read that, I think, last week, uh, broken by Gary, a review from the wing, that programs are smart enough to outsmart corporate and now have unwritten rules that makes it almost impossible unless you're going to be out there for three nights and that one category of room happens to be available. That's that's behaving badly. That's that's no good. And I'm afraid that's now going to spread to other Hyatts who figure out the same way to manipulate these terms and conditions. And also that corporate is unwilling or unable to do anything about it to force the property's hand. That man is something I don't like. Um, and I surely hope that doesn't spread. I know it's already happening at a few properties in Hyatt, like the Andes and what Maui, um, the Papagayo down in Costa Rica is notorious for manipulating this stuff and institute minimum stays and just saying things that are wrong. And the statement back from corporate that says we can't do this. They're, they're within the guidelines. What do you think, man? And what is what is your advice to listeners when they're facing something like that? Yeah, I mean, for now, I think that we're not going to see a lot of changes there if the programs or the rules are written that way. That being said, I, I do think this is a driver. This is being driven by the strength of the economy. And I think when things slow down, these hotels are going to need to fill rooms and they're going to. They're going to have to find a way to do that. And getting paid by Hyatt for an award room versus it sitting empty is, um, you know, something that's probably going to for, force them to think about how all this stuff comes together. For now, though, I will say I think the nuance in the Andaz WeHo situation, West Hollywood, is it sounded like to me from the conversations that Gary had with Hyatt that initially they weren't they 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 thought the property was not in compliance. And then they realized the the narrow niche that this fit. And it sounds like they're still working with the property to try and resolve this. And I think ultimately, I'm biased. I've been a Hyatt fan for a long time. Uh, you know, the, the, the Hyatt Homer, as people like to call me. I do think that if these things are coming up, the best thing that we can do is keep talking to Hyatt about it if the problem continues to spread. Because... I do think that they have the sort of management that wants to work on these things, um, but they, they're they not going to spot all of the properties themselves. There's just way too many things going on over there from a corporate standpoint for them to go you know, sanity check every property's award inventory. And we sort of end up being their um, you know, traffic cops, if you will. Yeah. So it's important, you know, listeners, readers, to let folks like Ed and I know when you find a situation like this, now, most of the time when I get these messages, people say, hey, they're blocking award inventory. It's 
the majority of the time it's my readers or community members not understanding what no blackout means, you know, and not understanding that there has to be a standard room available in order to use points. But 20% of the time there's a legitimate problem there, but let us know so that we can reach out to the people we know and try and get it resolved for you. Um, it's like free consulting advice on our behalf because it's what we do and we want to make it right for people because they are great. I mean, World of Hyde is a great program. I'm still loyal, still stand, still getting tremendous value out of points. <clears throat> and I, I want to advocate for you to make sure that the program continues to be as valuable as I think it is. Yep, couldn't agree more. Any final words of advice for folks, Ed, when things go wrong? When things go wrong. You know, I think the I think I think the the best point that we've brought up over over this past uh, thirty minutes or so is to make sure that you're level headed when you address a program. I think way too many people um, lose their shot to get somebody to solve it because they don't they don't get buy in from the person that can help them. No, that's true. That means if you're walking up to the airline counter with your phone in hand recording the agent, stop. <laughs> you're not going to get anything done. That should not be how you approach um, folks today. You're going to immediately shut them down if you do that. And I'm seeing it, man. I'm seeing it all the time. All the time when going into the airport, people got their phone up ready to record. And that's very sad to me. I don't like that at all. I just don't understand that mentality, but uh, what are you going to do? God bless America. And uh, thanks so much for taking time out in Vegas. Uh, to join me this morning in order for us to get this episode out. I think it's a really interesting conversation. We could continue telling our stories. Uh, make sure to always read Pete's and Emotion over on the Boarding Area Network of Blogs. Ed has his hands in so many things. I often think he has five or six hands. Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just started watching Game of Thrones in the Hand of the King, I think, of, of Ed. I, that is not me, the king, by the way. I just think of <laughs> Ed as... It's as being uh, the hand. That was definitely not a reference to me being on the Iron Throne. Hey, I can, I can say that smartly now. I've watched a season and a half. I know what's going on, kind of. I have watched literally zero Game of Thrones episodes, so I am exactly that lame. No, I was. It literally started when my wife was out of town last weekend. <laughs> well, and 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 in a in a shameless plug, uh, if you're if you're listening and don't think that I'm a complete idiot, uh, come find my podcast, the Miles to Go podcast, on all the same great places you can find Richard's podcast. You should. I'm really enjoying the podcast you're coming out in space. Uh, I never consumed media in this way really until the last six months, but as soon as we started doing this, folks are saying, "Oh, finally something to do in the commute," you know, because you can't exactly scroll through the blogs when you're behind the wheel or you shouldn't even though i see many of you out there doing it stop it stop driving distracted um and listen to all these podcasts always a pleasure ed really appreciate it looking forward to the next time we chat everybody a lot going on in war travel one-on-one boot camp information coming out real quick i think we're going to be heading to one of my favorite destinations in the low country hint hint later this year to make it happen i've got some really cool meetings set up here in card forum with some of the the players in the credit card loyalty space to talk about what we're doing on our great community and i'm excited about it you can always submit your questions submit posts 24 7 we've got moderators in australia to make sure your posts get looked at when i'm sleeping which is not too often these days and i appreciate everything that my team does and that uh is done since this podcast we'll catch you next time here on the war travel 101 podcast The Award Travel 101 podcast is brought to you by Thrifty Traveler Premium. Over 80 international flight deals a month delivered right to your inbox. Never miss a cheap flight or a mistake fare again. Sign up today for free at thriftytraveler.com slash AT101.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. It helped me out a lot if you took a moment and subscribed to the podcast and left us a rating wherever you're listening, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. 